ladies and gentlemen. You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are, your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. Hey. Hi. It is Friday. We never record on a Friday, but it's Friday, February 17th. Rainy. Uh, kind of dreary out there, but still warm. It does like unseasonably warm. It's it's definitely warm, but I am definitely feeling the the rainy day blues. Yeah, yeah, I, I could tell with your grumpiness. So let let's let's turn that grumpiness around and have a little happy uh, podcast here. Okay. Um. So first off, we we we're just coming off of our uh, Super Bowl showcase. We got a lot to talk about with that and recap it because we're so proud of it. Um. But I just heard a quote on another podcast, uh, an industry friend of ours, Alan Berg, for those who don't know Alan, um, is a uh, presenter and speaker uh, and sales coach, uh, mostly in the wedding business. But he said on a podcast, do you choose your restaurant before your meals or your meals before your restaurant? And it kind of like made sense to me, you know, and and the whole analogy uh, was really like. Think about it. When when you're deciding, hey, I'm going to take my family out to dinner tonight, do you decide first, I'm going to get chicken parm, or you decide I'm going to go to my favorite Italian place and then see what's on their menu? And the whole analogy kind of rung a bell to me because, you know, a lot of the time our clients spend so much time analyzing all the little details before they sign a contract. You know, how many dancers, what stages, you know, which MC – but really what they should do is figure out their favorite company or favorite restaurant, as the analogy would say. So, Dylan, that's where I want to open up today. You know, I think that there's something to be said about you going and uh, I'm going to go out for good. I want good sushi. Now, I don't know what sushi I want, but I want good sushi. Well, if you're going to go out and look for good entertainers or good entertainment companies, what does that look like? What does good sushi look like for you? For for me, it's gonna be I want fresh fish. I want people. I want a I want a sushi restaurant that's clean. Uh, I want a, a a a nice and friendly waitstaff. And those are things that can be consistent without even thinking about the creativity that comes with the roles that I'm gonna be getting, or sure. consistency of the roles that I'm gonna be getting. So what I'm thinking here is, you gotta find a company, and this goes for all vendors. You gotta find a company that is consistent and good and 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 well-rounded before you even really dive into the details on that and and, and that's where like references references, referrals i i I say reviews but loosely because i think you know reviews are only as good as the uh, you know the person that wrote them you know everybody's different expectations um so you know a sushi connoisseur writing a review might be better trusted than just the average joe you know talking about California roles, um, you know, so in, in our role, you know, somebody that's been down the road of mitzvahs multiple times or, or maybe, maybe better yet a venue or a planner that does this week after week, their reference should probably hold more weight than, you know, the person that's only done this once. 
Um, but I, I love this analogy. I, I mean, I could probably beat this thing up all day. Um, but I, I, I want to tie it into our showcase. And, and I think we're just going to kind of go back and forth on this podcast. But I want to tie it into our showcase because we had so many things at that showcase. We had four different photo booths. We had nine different games. We had you know, a couple different um, you know, strolling talents. And while that's all awesome, we don't want that to confuse our customers and have them spend too much time figuring out which, you know, uh, arrangements of services they want. They, they need to feel comfortable with the company first. That, that That's, you know, first and foremost. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, you caught me off guard. I didn't know. You were on a roll. I didn't know if you were stopping there. No, there was no question there. That was just, uh, that was just a fill in the blank. Um. No, it, I'm actually trying to find right now for so that we can like put it side by side the the video um, from our showcase so we can kind of look at it. And you caught me off guard, but our showcase was awesome. Um, if if you go in there and get overwhelmed by options, it kind of derails the idea of finding the great restaurant first. Um, and that's, I guess, one of the the ultimate balancing acts that we as a company to kind of realize is that if you, by having all of these crazy options, by having all of these incredible, um, you know, experiences and, and different enhancements, we got to make sure that we boil it down to, it starts with great entertainment first. It starts with a great restaurant first. It starts with a great company first. So, and I'm about to see world war three in my back right here with <laughs> Louie and my cat. They're about to fight online. <laughs> uh, that would make for an interesting podcast. I, I, I dig that. Um, the world that we're living in, you know, we're, we're past pan pandemic times, but we're still uh, doing a lot of work from home and, and it's, so, it, it's nice. It's nice working from home. Did, where, where can I find the, the showcase, uh, video the recap to it's see on it. our youtube page i i think what we should actually do though is not share it here but we should put it in the uh, show notes uh for anybody that wants to revisit it that was um, your that was you know how we're at, we're out of practice that was your easy plug to say hey check us out on such and such because that's where you find such and such yes it's our youtube page at xe events uh, thank you out of practice and uh unrehearsed by by all means we just kind of i, I want to shut the whole thing down start over we just threw this whole thing together, but um, all right. So, so, so do you have a favorite thing? I hate the word thing, but it, if, I'll, I'll use it. Did you have a favorite thing that you loved about our showcase? Any one item or service or moment that just really stood out to you? Um, so you can break that down in a lot of different ways. My favorite enhancement is something that we have not sent out a lot but it was the Connect 4, the digital Connect 4. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cool because it was a small footprint. It was a fast-moving game, and it threw a, 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 a fun experience on an old favorite. So that's one that I really, really enjoyed. Um, when I think about enhancements and when I think about uh, extra entertainment and things to add to events, I'm looking for things that are great value for the dollar, things that can entertain all ages, and... Uh, items that are fast moving so that you're not spending a lot of time uh, on one experience. Um, right. So that's why I really like the the Connect 4 because it's not a game that would take a long time. So that way your guests can move quickly through it. 
but it also is just a fun pop piece that's right there. It can be branded. So I, I liked that one. And I think a lot of people overlooked that because there were so many other cool things there. So if you're going to ask me one of my favorites, that's one of my favorites. And, and you know, the, I, I'm not going to pick the same item as you, but I'm going to say that uh, I, I agree in everything that you said about that. Um, and it, it's also not a giant game. You know, sometimes we have people who just spatially don't understand what fits within their room. And right. I think that, you know, having a, a game or activity that has good throughput, um, doesn't take up a lot of space, you know, looks good. I, I think that that's certainly key. Um, and let's see how quick I could do a screen share here. Cause I do have that, uh, set up here. Do I, I have screen share abilities. I haven't used yeah, them in a long time. Uh, let's see. Nope. I'm not going to, I'm going to fail here. Pretty bad. Chrome tab. I think I got it. I think I got it. Yes. There is the four in a row or connect four digital connect four. Uh, and, and the, um, what you're looking at right now, the red and the blue, you know, coins that we'll call it, they actually can change colors to match the theme of the party. We could go into the settings and personalize it, which I think. So like if I, if I had an Eagles theme, it would be green and white. And then it'd be dropping down that way. At, absolutely. Yes. Um, okay. So, uh, and I, I, I love games that are, like you said, fast moving. You can, it's good for all ages. It's not a huge footprint. I mean, this thing's like is standing on the ground and takes up, you know, what a, a four foot by four foot box with players playing. And yep. when you have great entertainers, you can then turn it into tournaments and contests and um, you can turn it into a relay race on the dance floor. I mean, I, there's so many possibilities with that specific game. And I think it was overlooked because all of the other games were so big and the footprint was massive and they were like eye popping. But this game sat in the corner and, and got lo a lot of use. But I don't think people realize the value of it at an event. So that's that's why when you ask me what's my favorite, that's my favorite. Uh, cool. Cool. I dig it. Um, you know, I, I think that my favorite items were things that we glanced over or forgot to talk about, which was actually the lighting, both the black lights and the intelligent light show that we put together. Um, you know, I, I had a sales call last night, Dylan, and, um, you know, it was a great call. We, we spoke about all different things. Uh, actually, it's not a sales call. It's a um, existing client. And, you know, we I, I spent so much time talking about the uh, black lights and how great they are. Um but then I realized there's no intelligent lights. And I, I said, well, you know what? If, if we're going to boil things down, the intelligent lights are going to be used the entire night. And they, they serve such a purpose where the black lights are very impactful, but for a moment, for, you know, a 30-minute pop. Um, so we spent a lot of time last night talking about that. And I think we glanced over it at our showcase. Uh, we did our show at B'nai Tikva. They have six moving headlights in their ceilings. And then we brought four more. So the light show was just so dope to begin with. Um, and I, it's one of those things we take for granted because we see it all the time. But it, it really should be noted, you know, how impactful uh, lighting really can be. Well, yeah. So so when you talk about just intelligent lighting in general, like that, people think, oh, I don't need flashing lights my whole event. Well, the intelligent lighting is just something that's going to impact every moment of the event from the way that we create the elegance in the room for the beginning sections of it. So your photos look really good beforehand. And then you have um, your spotlights for your entrances and your speeches, uh, which help out your photographers. And then you have the um, 
patterns moving during dinner. So that way the room has a little bit more personality to it. Uh, and then when it comes to dancing and celebrating, I mean, they're obviously going to impact the dance floor that way as well. So intelligent lighting is one of those things that impacts your entire event from start to finish. Uh, much like uplighting does, much like um, you know your staging does. These are these are all the way across the board uh, enhancements that help your event. But I mean, let's go back to to what we talked about before. Do you choose the meal? Do you choose all these extras beforehand? And I think one of the best parts about it is that we displayed uh, our version of a restaurant uh, in our talent the best. Um, we had five MCs that that were performing, um, and it, it was fun to watch everyone be. Dynamically different, but the product was the same. I I, I think you know again you, using the restaurant analogy, um, you know you got places like Five Guys that only do burgers, and then you've got places like the Cheesecake Factory that have the biggest menu in the world and they have excellent burgers. I think in in our case we were the Cheesecake Factory to show you, you know, come dine at our restaurant or come experience our team. We've got a lot to offer, but you don't have to walk in there pigeonholed in your mind of which one entree you're going to get. And, and, and ideally, you know, you, you get a, you know, variety. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the whole idea. Yeah. I mean, well, do you go to the cheesecake factory because you know, you want a slice of cheesecake? Never. I I've never, ever actually had a slice of cheesecake at the cheesecake factory. Okay. Well, we're going to have to have a different podcast about why you're <laughs> going to the cheesecake factory. Cause that is, that is like a, a massive party foul. I think I go there for the avocado egg rolls, bro. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Um, it makes no sense, but it's probably their best selling item. Okay. So, so uh, let's say we, we had, we had people performing, we had our MCs performing. Who were they and what were your favorite parts about each of them? Uh, I'm going to start with the magician, David Corsaro, who, blows everybody's mind um and you know he's an auxiliary service to what we do and um i think he sets the tone and at the showcase he did he set the tone he performed as kind of our opener um and he did a little mind reading trick to show how well connected a mother can be to you know her son um for those that were there and experienced it I i'm sure you know they're still wondering what he did but somehow, you know, he tapped the mom on the shoulder and the son raised his hand, you know, knowing which shoulder was touched. And, and David was nowhere near them. Um, well, before before that even happened, he was strolling around for 90 minutes as if it was cocktail hour. And that's what we would call a touch point of your event. You are being you are being touched in a way that helps you get into the vibe and the setting for your celebration with just quality entertainment and david did just that um and so he showcased his ability to do up close mentalism and and um just fun magic tricks during a cocktail hour on a small setting but then show what could happen if we do it in a large setting so that allows you to have creativity if look you know you're gonna have a dance party you're gonna have something crazy and fun this could just be an add-on service for cocktail hour or if you're not gonna have something that's going to be wild and crazy on the dance floor. You're looking for ways to fill these moments together. Maybe this is a great opportunity for you as well. Yeah. I mean, I, he, that trick he could easily pick up and do during dinner to make dinner a little bit more exciting, um, you know, at a party. So uh, you, you asked me, you know, what performances did we have? That was, you know, first and foremost. Um, then we went into our actual show where Jamie and I did a game of Kahoot and we did a, a, a trivia game of uh, Kahoot, but, about bar and bat mitzvahs, you know, how well do you know explosive? How well do you know bar and bat mitzvahs? 
And um, there was a lot of golden nuggets that were given out in that. And and that was the purpose behind it. Rather than sitting up there and, you know, pontificating about what we do and, um, you know, things people should think about, we did it in more of a fun way. You you love the term gamify. So, you know, it was a, a way to gamify, um, you know, some, some knowledge nuggets that we wanted to give out. Uh, things like, you know, how long should a montage be? How long does a candle lighting take, you know? These are things that you need to consider when when planning the party. Uh, it also allowed us to be the subject matter expert on what we're working with, and that that's good too. It sh it shows credibility to a to the restaurant. It's like it's like does the restaurant have an executive chef that's well notarized? Yes, yes. So that was the first thing we did. Then we uh, then we flipped the switch and and we turned it on and and five different MCs. Um, no, no, no you said you said something so good that I don't want you to miss. What's that? You said we're gonna do a five-hour bar or bat mitzvah in thirty minutes. We're gonna show you all the highlights and all the ways that we can bring to life something really fun and special in thirty minutes. And we did just that. We had five MCs perform for about five minutes each, um, and and it was great. So now you can go, Mike. Go ahead. Thank you. I, and we actually stuck to our time frame, which is even more impressive because usually we get lost in the moment and we take a little longer than expected at showcases, but. Our, our performance was truly 30 minutes um, and we did a mock grand entrance. Mike P did that. He, you know, chose a bat mitzvah girl out of the audience. He did a mock grand entrance um, and he's so good at what he does. And, and I have to, you know, tip my hat to him because to do a grand entrance in itself is hard enough, but to do it with a group of random people who had no intention of coming out and partying, they have no alcohol in their system. Like, it's not easy. And, you know, next thing you know, he had the room cheering and, you know, going crazy for a girl who they've never met. Uh, and the, the grand entrance is awesome. You know, we should also shout out uh, Matrix event group that did some video mapping, you know, what to, to paint the picture on the wall above the door for the grand entrance. There was a countdown, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Then a, you know, bat mitzvah logo appeared on the wall and exploded with a sound effect. And then that's when she got introduced. And it was super cool. Um, you know, just how, how often do you hear, Dylan, I want to do something different for my intros? You know, that's right. a great way of doing it. Right. So so Mike P did a great job of setting the tone. He's a real pros pro. He knows how to invoke emotion and narrate these moments so that it doesn't get lost. It's one thing to be able to tell everyone to clap their hands, stomp their feet, cheer. It's another thing to professionally bring to life the the moment. And that's what Mike P did. And then he was able to provide, you know, that that energy as well. So then Mike passed it off to uh, Samaj. And I, I mean, look, it's like a proud dad moment for me because uh, I've, I've been working with Samaj since he was, you know, 15 years old. And he was, he was a great, he, he just brought great energy. He sounded great on the microphone. He has such good style. And what I think that gets lost a lot with MCs is their energy is not matching their body language. You know, it's one thing to, to, to yell and scream into a microphone. It's another thing to uh, actually have the, the body language to back it up. And I think what makes Samaj so special is that he's a captivating individual to just want to be around. And that goes to his body language, I think. Um, so Samaj did a really nice job of just bringing that energy physically 
and verbally. Um, and he just was able to dictate his, his set really well. Yeah. So if this were a real party and, you know, we talked about the timeline, you know, there was grand entrance, then we go right into a first high energy dance set. Um, you know, we, we at explosive prefer that we rather not do a seated entrance and we rather not go right into formalities. Like some of the venues like, like Benet tick for where we were, you know, we have almost a full hour up front before we sit for formalities. And, and well, that, that just shows like, Hey, you're going to have this awesome energized entrance. You don't want to go sit down again. Right. You're like, you should ride that wave. Right. So following Samaj, then, you know, I came in with the narrative that typically we would send everybody their seats. We do blessings of bread, blessing of wine, uh, maybe a quick welcome speech, and then we get into our candle lighting. So uh, at that point, um, you know, uh, we we weren't going to do a candle lighting at the party, but after the candle lighting, the very next thing would be a horror. And uh, you came in and, and you, you perfectly executed a great horror uh, again with a group of strangers and doing it with our led horror chair, which is a cool item that doesn't get enough uh, love, you know, in itself. So, uh, you know, I'm glad we were able to showcase that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think LED horror chair, so I'm going to use it for the 25 seconds that my kid's up in the chair and that's it. I mean, you doesn't take that chair and make it the VIP throne for presentations, and then you have the kids sit in it during the montage, and then you put it at her table and we brand it to her colors for her to sit in during, you know, mealtime if she wants to sit down. Um you can use it a lot of different ways. Uh, you can use it for your grand entrance, have her being carried in or have him be carried in on the chair. And so, not for nothing. It looks cool. And it's actually, it's, it's built for doing horror. It, it was meant to do the horror. So it's safer. It has stronger legs. It has arms on it. You know, a lot of times you get a Shivari chair without, um, you know, arms at a party. And I, it's, it's not so easy as, as we know from our slanted, holiday party. It's slanted back. It's got like a little like bucket to it. Mm -hmm. So that way you're like, kind of like, Security in a little bit more as opposed to the cushions that, that are on the shafari chairs typically that are like bowed out because they're cushions that that yep. a little bit more of a, a of a slide yeah so after the after the quick you know mock horror um then we threw the microphone over to one of our newest mcs Jalen, who's been in the industry for a very long time he's been with us god probably six to eight years now uh, as a dancer and, and normal progression is, you know, dancers that want to take this to the next level do. And uh, he showed first firsthand, you know, his experience, his training. And uh, frankly, it runs in his family. His dad is a, you know, was a very well-known MC in the industry for a very long time. His sister was one of our top dancers for a very long time. So it just naturally flows. And, and Jalen, you know, he's just a rock star. Everybody loves him. And the fact that he's like, Six foot four and super and then, yeah, handsome. Then he on, really works he on, too. Right, he's like six four, and then on a twenty two inch stage, I mean, it's hard to miss him. So therefore, you're going to listen. Yep, yep. I, and he sounds good. He looks good. So he did a quick dance set as if it were a party. Right after the horror, what's next? Dance set. So Jalen started it off. Uh, Nick Pooch, you know, brought us right up to what we would consider, you know, our dessert time at a party. Um, and you know, Nick again killed it. You know, he's also so charismatic and, and stylish and fun. Here, here's what I loved about Nick. Um, we talked about like the group of strangers and helping them, you know, feel comfortable in a group of in an unfamiliar setting to them. It's not their party. What he was able to do was he went down off the stage and was in the middle of the crowd. And he's not like Jalen, where he's you know, six four, he's a he's an average height guy. 
but what he was able to do was he got down on the level of the, the guests and made them feel welcome on the dance floor through his body language, through his verbiage, and through just his charisma. It was so nice to have him change it up. Where everyone else was on the stage, he came down, and that was so nice. Yeah. I love that he did that. Yeah, it was perfect. I, and then, you know, I, I, I interjected one last time, and I said, guys, you know, we try to end every party the way we started with high energy, you know, and lasting moments. Like that's, we want guests at a party to leave on a, on a 10. And Dylan, you closed out the show, uh, you know, high energy, introducing Justin, who I want you to talk about in a moment. And then, you know, bringing out each of our dancers one at a time to showcase them and, and make sure that the uh, audience got to see them and know, you know, who each of them are. But, uh, we really got to talk about Justin and and you know what he did and what he brings to the table. So I'll throw that to you. Well, Ju Justin's typically a, a DJ or a tech for us, so he's normally behind the scenes, um, and he's becoming very well liked and very well known um, because he's been around with us for for a minute now. But what people don't know about him is that he's a very very talented musician. And the last two showcases we've had, we've kind of had this like electric guitar invasion where in the middle of a dance set, all of a sudden the music drops out, the lights turn off, and you just hear the screech of an electric guitar and out comes Justin playing along to We Will Rock You, which is automatically a well-known song for the Super Bowl anyway. So everyone knew, everyone was in the vibe, and he played along with this and played the guitar solo in the middle of a crowd. It was a great way to set aside an already electric dance set. So you have, it's one thing to just be able to like, pounding ground like the, the dancing but um it's nothing to break it up with these moments and in these moments make the dance sets even more electric so i loved when justin came in played along and had everyone you know there's something to be said about live music providing really good energy on a, on a dance floor it was awesome it was awesome so you know D dylan you had asked me or i'm sorry i had asked you you know your favorite item thing i i called it um, I'm going to ask myself the question and I'm going to tell you the energy at the very end of the performance was my favorite. Um, you know, we knew that everyone wanted to go home and watch Super Bowl, but they stayed through the performance and just seeing smiling faces, kids dancing, you know, parents dancing, um, especially the, you know, the, um, uh, I'll call them the fake mom and dad, but they're not fake mom and dad. They're, you know, they're, they're real mom and dad. Family. Real mom and dad. You know, our, our mock family, Mike P brought them up and you could tell that they were not like the most lively. They weren't at all expected to be called up on stage and dance. And he had dad throwing his hands up in the air and mom clapping. And that whole moment, you know, just, just really like, I, I know I was smiling ear to ear, just, you know, feeling it and seeing it and, and uh at, at the end of the day you know there's a sense of pride because we put a lot of time and effort into putting these shows together and uh seeing it come together so successfully just just made my day so that's kind of it like when you put it all together that's what makes a great entertainment company it it they've been around for a while they have great uh backing from previous clients reviews and vendors um, they have a good product out on the floor now and they make you feel a certain way. And that's what we were able to do. So that's why families are, are choosing the, that's why we, well, that's why we want the families to choose the restaurant before the meal. Um, and then if you really want to take it the other way, like, oh, well, I'm, I really want to go out for great 
chicken Alfredo. Well, if chicken Alfredo is your dish and you want to equate that to just great entertainment, what's important to you? Is it the entertainment? Is it the extras? Are you going out for a value? Like I want to go out for a cheap meal. Know that ahead of time. And that way you can go out and book the right company ready to roll. Yeah, listen, not for nothing. Dad might want chicken Alfredo, but mom might want something else. And the two kids might want something else. They're finding a company that is, or a restaurant that's diverse enough to serve that variety and do it well is, is key. I mean, we could, we could play this analogy all day long, but I thought it was so perfect. Shout out again to Alan Berg for uh, mentioning it. If that was your own uh, thought, Alan, love it. If you stole it from somebody else, uh, it was a good one to steal. So you want to close this thing out? Any uh, final thoughts? Well, final thoughts are it, it, it's, it's, it's time, man. I mean, like, there's no time like the present to be booking your events. So you got to get on it now. I'm getting families calling me for May and June of this year. And this is, you know, mid February and they're feeling the heat. They're really feeling the heat. And I don't want them to, I want them to feel, you know, okay and excited about where they're at. Um, But I can definitely see a difference between the families that are planning 18 months or two years or three years in advance versus the families that are trying to do this in six months. So um, that, that's kind of how I wanted to close is that you, you, if you think you have enough time, you probably don't get on it now. You know what? I, I, I'll share a closing anecdote also. Um, you know, the family that I spoke with last night, their party is actually a year from now. And they're, they're doing their due diligence and they're starting to put the puzzle pieces together. And, you know, what? they were looking forward to our meeting last night. And I was looking forward to it. And there was no urgency to it. It just, it felt good. And, and like, I know that, I mean, in fact, they sent me a thank you email afterwards saying, you know, thanks for spending time with us and being so thorough. Um, The exact opposite is a customer that, you know, we've been in talks with now for six months and he hasn't left a deposit in in his parties in in two months. Um, We're not feeling good about that customer. And I I think, you know, I don't want to end this podcast on negative, but the, the positive side of this is you'll be that client that is, thinking ahead, planning ahead, um, that we want to work with, that wants to work with us. And there's just such synergy. Don't be that client that is you know, difficult and hard to work with because it, I know, you know, there's going to be a lot of challenges it, it, almost to the point that, you know, we're not sure if we want to work with them any longer. And, you know, that's a, that's a tough thing to say, but it's getting down to the wire. So Dylan, you know, your point book 18 to 24 months out uh, makes great sense. Uh, other than that, I mean, we got some cool stuff. I mean, uh, explosive exp- is expanding into 2023. Uh, we got ourselves a, a much more vibrant YouTube presence. We got ourselves an Instagram short presence and we got ourselves a TikTok. So all things explosive at XE events, uh, or XEEvents.com. You can check us out there. And other than that, looking forward to a nice, easy week, man. Signing off, episode 117. We'll see you guys soon.